0: Hello and welcome back to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am Valerie Complex, Associate Editor and Film Writer at Deadline Hollywood. Now, I've been off and on for a while, which I apologize. I've dealt with a series of personal tragedies. Uh, the actors and writer strike has also gotten in away at some other work projects that I had to focus on. But I'm back. I'm back with a whole new lineup of guests that are going to take us through the new year. And today I'm chatting with director Nachika Khan about her latest horror slasher film, Totally Killer. Now you can catch that on Amazon Prime or Prime Video. And the film went wide on October 6th and stars Kieran Shipka, Olivia Holt, Julie Bowen and Randall Park. Now the synopsis goes when the infamous Sweet 16 killer Returns 35 years after his first murder spree to claim another victim, 17 year old Jamie, played by Shipka, accidentally travels back in time to 1987, determined to stop the killer before he can even start. This movie is really cool because it emerges some things that you don't see often, horror, time travel, and it also takes place during the 80s, which is one of my favorite decades for fashion, for cinema, for a whole bunch of different things. And it's why Blumhouse and Amazon thought that Nacho Khan was perfect for the project. And she's known for some of the most innovative work in comedy, uh, including Fresh Off the Boat, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, uh, starring Kristen Ritter, which was really good, uh, Young Rock, and Always Be My Maybe. Now, Khan is the founder of her own film and television production company, Fierce Baby, which focuses on amplifying new voices and perspectives in both comedy and drama. Now, stay tuned as Khan and I discuss merging time travel and horror in the film Totally Killer. We discuss our favorite horror films and why the 1980s is such a memorable decade for all things film and fashion and just Life in general. I've really missed the 80s. Anyway, with that said, let's get into the conversation.
1: I'd like to report a crime that hasn't happened yet. Have you seen the movie Back to the Future? Basically, I'm living that movie right now, which is how I know there's going to be a murder tonight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hate time travel movies. They never make any sense. Thank you for coming on the the Scene to Scene podcast. I got a chance to watch Totally Killer. And I got to say, there's some really unique, uh, you know, 80s sort of things going on there. And I'm wondering did you guys have to do any research just to make sure that you got the timeline down? Because it seems like in the 80s, like every year is particularly different and so easy to identify. So how did you go about, you know, making that happen?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we wanted to make sure that we were accurate to the time for sure. Um, So yeah, we, we definitely did research in terms of like what was going on pop culture wise, like music wise, fashion, uh, you know, all the little details that kind of go into making up, uh, you know, like, like what was going on at that time.
0: Working with Kiernan Shipka, who's really, she's really done like a lot of different things from Mad Men to Sabrina to Totally Killer. Was she always in the running to play the lead role of Jamie or did that sort of happen through an audition process?
1: No, she was always definitely on our list of people like actors that we loved and, you know, set the script to. And, you know, once she read it, she and I got a chance to Zoom and we had actually worked together like 10 years earlier uh, where she had done like one episode of the first show that I um, that I created called Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. She'd done like a guest spot on there where her and James Vanderbeek were like uh, observing each other for some like body swap movie or whatever. So when I zoomed with Kieran and I was like, I don't know if you remember, you know, she was probably like 11 years old or 12 years old at the time. I was like, you came and you did one episode of the show, and she was like, of course I remember. Like this happened, this happened. Like she like was like off book on that guest spot, and it was like really a really fun experience to reconnect with her. And then yeah, we just. She just got the character and, and, you know, knew what she wanted to do. And we sort of like talked through the arc of it. And, you know, there, there's a, a mother-daughter relationship at the, at the very center, like the emotional center of this. And, um, you know, we just really clicked. And I'm just such a fan of her. So I'm thrilled that she wanted to do it.
0: Well, that show, I kind of missed that show. I remember um, the being in Apartment 23 with Kristen Ritter. Um, and, you know, it was a show that I used to watch. I don't think I got a chance to see Shipka on the uh, particular episode, but I do remember that show being really cool. So, how about you got the you got Kiernan on board. How did you go about finding the sort of rest of the cast?
1: Um, that was, you know, one Turner was on board the next big piece was the young mom so uh we that was auditions you know we, we were uh, watching some virtual auditions and olivia holt um had put herself on tape or whatever and sent it in and i remember just loving what she did she like blew us away and so when i zoomed with her you know, she was able to sort of embody this like stereotypical, like 80s John Hughes, like alpha mean girl at the time, but do it in a comedic way that felt dismissive, but not uh hurtful, you know, <laughs> which is like kind of a fine line to walk. I mean, to talk about don't just to be like, that's kind of that, you know, that sweet spot there. And um I zoomed with her and she was so delightful, but she was definitely the second piece of the puzzle. Uh, and like the two, the scenes between the two of them uh are just so fun to to watch and and to be a part of.
0: Now, the thing about tra- time travel is so tricky. And so, how you know, as a director, how did you visualize what that would look like um, in terms of you know Jamie getting in the photo booth and just going back to to 80 you know going back to the 80s
1: yeah like it was you know the photo booth part was kind of a a fun retro element you know like that idea of like okay what's the device gonna be and you know it's been so many things in so many different movies so the fact that you know in the movie jamie's best friend is is making this you know trying to invent this time travel device for the science fair in this old vintage photo booth it's not working um I liked the idea of something sort of like uh, like nostalgic kind of being the fit, like something lo-fi, you know? It wasn't like no one's hooked up to electrodes or anything like that. It's this very kind of simple thing that like a high school student would have access to, albeit like a scientific genius, uh, as her friend Amelia is. And um, yeah, and then just the idea of like something splintering and sort of traveling through space and time, but like doing it in a way where, um you're not like sort of like locked into any one element or thing at all you know um was kind of a fun device and visual you know just kind of going through the cosmos for us now that you know you've played with you've
0: got the cast you've sort of played with this visualization and had an idea of what the 80s would look like how did you go about you look at this script and you see time jumps and things changing from the future and the past and vice versa. How did you work with the writers um David and 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 Sasha and Jen and all the different people who who wrote on this to make sure it was as accessible to the audience as possible?
1: Yeah, like, well, something that we really wanted to embrace was the idea that Jamie, the Ken and Chip's character, going back from 20, you know, from present day, from 2023, would have access to all, like, the entertainment that we've all seen. So I think for us, like, her trying to explain time travel <laughs> to the people in the 80s slash our audience, you know, by referencing movies that have time travel in it felt like very Gen Z and authentic to us. You know, like we're not scientists, so we wouldn't have like a chalkboard moment of like trying to like break down the quantum mechanics of it. We would be like, have you seen Back to the Future? Right. You know, because when she travels, yeah, like when she travels back to 87, Back to the Future exists then, because that came out in 85. So she would be like, okay, let me try to make people understand like if you've seen that movie, I know that this you know, that there's a killer on the loose who's going to kill tonight. I know he hasn't killed yet, but what, you know, so she sounds like a crazy person, but at least we understand her logic. Right. Um, So I think like, yeah, like acknowledging that entertainment has existed for all these years, and that would be probably the easiest access point to get somebody to understand time travel.
0: I really, I think what I found fun about, you know, one of the things I found fun about the film is the way Jamie already dresses, (laughs) Uh, you know, I, I just chuckled to myself. I was like, she already dresses like she's a part of that era. So when she got, you know, she when she when she goes back in time, people don't, you know, take a second look. It's not like she's wearing wear or anything like that. So I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was really, really interesting and an interesting sort of uh character beat for Jamie. And the kills, how did you go about you know, designing what that would look like because they are gruesome. And <laughs> yeah. And and you know, will shock yes. people. And so definitely, definitely. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying, did you like, you know, just some did, you know decide what kind of scale uh that would be like on the kilometer or whatever, or
1: <laughs> just design it by oh my, character. I'm so excited that you know about the kilometer. Peter. um no, um yeah no I think well first to your first point about like the, the way Jamie dresses I'm so glad that that made you chuckle because I think like that was part of the thing that we kind of liked about her character too and like you know like not wanting it to feel like the joke of going back to the 80s was like look how crazy everybody looked like there's a lot of 80s jokes and the way people like interact and like behave with each other and stuff that's like not accepted anymore that was accepted back then but The joke wasn't like, oh, look at these crazy outfits necessarily. You know what I mean? Like it was sort of like kind of try to show like the connection between past and present in that way um, to make it feel sort of cohesive on some levels, even though, you know, the details are changing. Um, And then on the kills, yeah, I think that was also an element of, you know, inviting people into this world. It's like you need this, you know, wanting it to feel like every day where it's like Halloween the neighborhood you you get the sense that something's in the air but you don't necessarily you're sort of lulled into this kind of suburban vibe and then this thing kind of this horrific thing happens and the idea of like a bad thing happening on a normal everyday night is scary to me you know and so I think like certainly that first kill um you know again not not wanting to give anything away but that was one that was really sort of like wanted that to be kind of shocking. And yeah, as you say, gruesome, you know, because it's like, Oh my God, like this is going to launch everything. This is going to kick off the emotional journey, the the physical journey. And, and, you know, all the things that happen in the movie, like Jamie is going to carry this with her. And so I really wanted the audience to kind of experience that. So through all the fun and games of the eighties and time travel and, and all that stuff, it's like, there's, there's something at the center here that's like, propelling this young woman to take all these steps you know and 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 really have this like high stakes uh journey that she's going on in order to stop this killer um and then and then varying it up and then when you're in the you know in the different scenarios like with the water there's a big waterbed scene and you know a big uh, sequence at the cabin and everything you know um having fun with those in different ways and sort of making them feel like they're escalating, but, you know, uh, unique in and of themselves. And, but really like not checking our swing when it came to the, to the, <laughs> to the kills and to the, the blood and all that and the gore and everything.
0: You guys, you guys really went there and I have to give you... <laughs> props for that because that first kill and it's so funny because I was watching it and I was like no way and because you know Tiffany I was like oh isn't that the actress from Scream and I was like okay it's Liana Liberato and I was like is she trying to become like a Gen Z scream queen or something because I was like she dies in this film and um And then, uh, you know, I think about Scream and I'm like, okay, so she dies in that too. So I'm like, uh, maybe she's building sort of like this horror name for herself. So I thought that having that at first kill was was really interesting in this beautifully designed 80s bedroom, waterbed. You know, you, you sort of design what every kill would look like. And what is it about, you know, the county fair or, you know, the fairgrounds that makes it a right place for. Murder. Like, I think about all the horror films, you know, that, oh, the county fair's on, and, you know, there's a killer running around or whatever. But this is specific because it, it involves that, but it involves a particular ride um, that's science fiction and stuff like that. So, can you
1: talk a little bit about the connection there, if there is one? Yeah. I mean, I think personally, like, as you say, you know, like the amusement parks and the sort of like the carnival feeling, like, you know, it's supposed to be fun, right? It's like for families and there's like lights and games or whatever, but there's, there seems to be an undercurrent of like something else is going on. And I don't know if it's because like, you know, those things feel like um, transitory a little bit. Like sometimes the carnival comes into town and then it keeps going or, or what it is, but that you feel like something bad could happen in those settings. And I think the, those two like the juxtaposition between like a family you know destination and then something evil or bad happening at those places feels unsettling in a cool way and then throwing that 80s ride you know that you're referencing like the classic gravitron you know which is to me so quintessentially 80s because like it's one of the few rides that you're not like harnessed in at all like there's no seatbelts there's no like anything keeping you there you're just literally it's thrown normal. against it's, the wall it, it's totally like up to gravity you know what i mean yeah that's it and and you're trusting that like that's it it's like gravity will keep you alive during this and not like have you fly a great you know not have you explode or whatever and so like that seems so dangerous too that that's even allowed um that for us that felt like a great piece like what if you had to escape from a killer who was in this you know what i mean like how how do you you're in this enclosed like tomb basically you're in this like giant coffin um and the only thing that you're all fighting against is gravity and then there's this person who wants to do you harm in here and so that felt like a really exciting final set piece for Um us
0: And can you talk about the stunts in in the Gravitron? Because I I know when I've been in the Gravitron or whatever it gets called, wherever you go, I can't even pick up my head to move. And people, they lay across different, um, they lay across the different sort of bed thingies. People stand up and how how does one like organize or sort of choreograph what that looks like or what that's going to look like um, inside something? that's weighing you down.
1: Yeah, yeah, like we really had to, well, we found an actual Gravitron ride that we brought into a stage So we're shooting on. We didn't build it, you know, so that's something that like, feel, it's like really heavy and old and like you can see like the the mechanisms working or whatever, which I thought is also scary when you can kind of hear, you know, you, you see the machine working around you. Uh, um, and then we like, worked with the stunt team, our stunt coordinator, Simon Burnett and his whole team, and really choreographed that whole scene, storyboarded it out of like, okay, like how would this work? You come in, you're trying to use this as a time machine. And then the killer comes in and, you know, when, when Jamie first presses the button, like the machine starts going, but the door is open. And like, what does that feel like? And you're, you're off balance. But then when the door shuts, then the Gravitron, like the real gravity kicks in of the ride, And then you've got to up that with like the time, time travel element, right? So you're now like altering the machine and now it's going to kick into a different gear. So, you know, figuring out where those elements, like the step ups occurred in that sequence. And, you know, it took us a long time to just sort of like work that all out, do the stunts for it, do the previs, do all the rehearsals. And then, you know, you have all the wires in there and it was like a big deal. So we were (laughs) were, like shooting that for days. which is also quite harrowing because you're like in this chamber and you're like, oh my God, get me out of here. Like this is is crazy. so
0: when, you know, did you go into this as a director with any inspirations in mind, particularly any horror inspirations that you wanted to sort of get across? Because I know like what I like about Totally Killer is that there are, you know, some references and some inspirations, but it is its own thing. And so, you know, I wanted to hear from you on that. If, you know, what did you bring, you know, of yourself and, you know, externally to sort of, you know, make it work?
1: Definitely. Yeah, I think in terms of the horror movies, I mean, a big one was the original Halloween, Um, especially that sequence where Jamie Lee Curtis uh, and her friends are walking home from school and it's during the day. And Michael Myers is just, like, watching, you know, he's, like, in the neighborhood. Like, that, like, date scares during the day, I think, are really interesting and fascinating. And so bring, bringing, like, that sort of stalker element to this and just being unnerved but not really knowing why, you know, before you even, nothing can be on screen and you just feel something, you know, so really wanting that energy in certain sequences. And then, of course, like, scream is a huge touchpoint, you know, because it was, so defining. And, you know, that, that mashup of those two genres of the slasher and the the comedy, and also the meta-ness of acknowledging the, the movies and like entertainment and the thing that you're in. And so even though Jamie's not acknowledging that she's in a movie, she's acknowledging other movies that exist in at least a time travel space, right? She's talking about like she's talking about Back to the Future. She has a reference to Scream. She references um, Endgame, The Avengers, you know, like there's all these kind of um, points that I think just tonally make sense because it feels like legit, like you would honestly talk about that stuff. Um, and yeah, and then I think, you know, you've got like the 80s kind of vibe in there was like Heather's. you know, Heather's was like a kind of a touch point as well, especially with the, the girls, the main girls from the 80s. Um, Yeah. So they all kind of came into this like mashup space, you know, and something that I I was really happy that we got to do was in a lot of these time travel movies, at least like you don't really get to see what the time travel effect is having in the present day. Like you're in the 80s or whatever. Yeah. And you think you're like, I don't know what's going on. But like I like that we were able to cut back to the present and sort of see these things that were changing in real time because of what Jamie was doing in the 80s. and, you know, it, it allowed us to keep a lot of balls in the air for other storytelling reasons, too, for like red herrings and stuff. But it also was fun to just show that, you know, and of like, and again, that goes to like the kind of intelligence that you have in the modern day of being like, all right, I, again, I'm not a scientist, but I think I can, I'm going to try and get a message to my friends in, in this way. You know, the idea that Jamie's sending messages to Amelia, I think, was was a fun thing, too, a fun element.
0: So... I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. What are your top three favorite horror films?
1: Ooh, wow. Favorite, favorite. I mean, the original Conjuring, I think, is amazing. Uh, terrifying. I think Dream has to be up there for sure. Get Out is, is up there. I think The Ring the original ring the Japanese one was so scary I could not go to sleep that night I remember like <laughs> have you seen that the original
0: ring I, I have I have seen it I've seen it many times I've seen part one and part two many 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 oh my god I'm a very big fan of Japanese horror I think they do it the best because I also like the original uh, grudge as well
1: oh my god and I just watched this uh, recent one called uh, *Cure* from like 19, I want to say 97 or something, um, which the Japanese. It's like a kind of psycho thriller, which is it. But the original Ring, like, I remember I was living alone at the time and I was in my apartment and I watched it during the day. And then I went home at night and I couldn't go to sleep and I had all the lights on. And then normally what I would do would be like turn on the TV. But because it's the Ring, I couldn't do that. Like that <laughs> wasn't available to me. So I was. I'm not trying to have like somebody crawl out of my TV. So I was just like sitting in the all the lights, terrified. But yeah, those are those are some of my favorites for sure.
0: I remember coming home from seeing scre- uh, not scream from seeing the Ring Two and just being scared by like people in corners and stuff like that because I'm like, look, um, I don't want those whatever. So I totally <laughs> feel you on that fear factor from those. Um, my last question is, you know. What do you want people to get out of watching Totally Killer? Like, you know, the entire experience from the costumes to the performances, stunts, the story. What do you hope people get out of that?
1: I really hope that people are just ready for a wild fun ride. Like, this is like like an entertaining movie that doesn't go where you think it's going to go, has a lot of different balls in the air. I think it's a fun ride for people, you know, if they're just open to going on it. And I think at the center of it is just this mother-daughter story. And, you know, I think hopefully because we have such an amazing cast and Kiernan and Olivia and Julie Bowen and Randall Park and everybody, like these performances make you lean in and care about these characters in a way that you're like, rooting for them you know you're like it's a wild ride i'm here for it and let's have a good time and i hope these i hope everybody's okay
0: what one thing that i noticed because i thought totally killer was a martial arts movie at first i'm not gonna lie because i saw like the the the, you know a little bit of i saw a little clip and then i saw some photos and i was like oh you know it looks like karen and is gonna be because i know that she has a lot of experience in martial arts um, and it does get to do something. So that's what I thought it was at first, um, like a martial arts horror thing. So it was really unexpected when I watched it. And I'm like, it's just time travel slasher. Um, that was fun. And I think you can tell that the cast is having fun as well. So I want everybody to check out Totally Killer. It is, it is a really fun film that has some really uh, interesting kills and some great stunt work. So check it out and thank you for coming onto the Scene to Scene
1: podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Valerie. I'm a fan of your podcast, truly. Uh, And I'm so happy to talk to you about the movie. Everybody, this is
0: Nachka Khan and be on the lookout for Totally Killer. And thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it.